Happy belated New Year, everyone! Woo! <laughs> Welcome back to my humble creative abode. Hey, those here. So happy to hear from you again. My creative juices has been dripping. I've been so deprived. Um, as usual, the name is Sheeta. So how is everyone doing? Are you guys still going strong on your resolutions so far? If yes, good for you. However, just wait until you see the returns coming in and then you can pat yourself on the shoulder. <laughs> my brains just came out with shoulder pads. Pat on the shoulder, shoulder pads. Get it? <laughs> Anyways, don't pat yourself on the shoulders for just beginning to do it. That's not even have the right. No matter how you celebrated your new year, I truly hope that it was filled with lots of love and joy instead of regrets. You know, a new year is like a second chance for all of us to start our lives on a clean slate. Unfortunately, even for the Satans on Earth. Yaudi Jesus. Okay, I sound like a Chinese person trying to be white. I don't... Doesn't mean anything, I'm not being racist, it's purely for comedy, and I have Chinese friends. <laughs> I love you, I'm sorry. Doesn't matter if everything is shitty in 2018, we can start from scratch in 2019. Karma, we deal with the shit you did in 2018. Ha ha ha. Yet still, as humans, I find it funny how we managed to take our many years for granted, among other things, and waste most of it on numerous anticlimactic, non beneficial things, myself included. I say that because life really started at 30 for me. Now, I'm looking for personal growth first, and second, financial potential anywhere and with everything that I'm equipped with. Whereas in my 20s, looking back now, I feel like it's such a waste because if I started all this then, I actually could have had a professional title in my name by now. But I had so much fun in my 20s, completely no regrets. I just wished that I started realizing the financial potential that the internet can provide me with at a younger age. I'd be rich by now. Money, 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 money! Anyways, I ringed in the new year with calm and quiet. With a cup of relatively good tea with my family at home. Now, if New York has the Times Square Ball where almost every street is cordoned on New Year's Eve, Singapore has a Marina Bay countdown and I refuse to put myself through the hassle of bumping into drunk people and not being able to find cabs to head home. No, thank you. No, Dunder. Dunder? Did I just say Dunder? Been there, Dunder. I do not care if you think I'm old, but I like my peace. So, let's get down to business, shall we? I know I should have done a New Year's quote-unquote special for a dossier. And it was a bang, they say. But hey, practicality. I got a day job and a life. Everyone was doing a New Year's special. Nothing wrong with that. But call me prissy. Don't want to fall into that bandwagon. Convenient blaming. <laughs> I'll do festive seasons. And I can be motivational to a degree. But I'll feel grumpy when I have to force myself to be perky. Wasn't in the mood. You know, plus I spent my 2016 New Year in LA and 2017 in, wait, let me think, um, in Europe. So it's nice to reconnect with my family getting into 2019. During that three-week hiatus, other than my day job, I actually sat down and pondered upon the plans that I have for a dossier. And of course, content for my next episode, priorities first. But... Um, I must say I am excited for the future plans of a dossier. You know me, I like to tease and leave hints here and there so that you'll anticipate and want me more. 
<laughs> I can't. Ew. I'm just kidding. But I'll announce the exciting future plans as and when. Let me just tell you, I was honestly wrecking my head for intriguing content for this episode. Just like every other episode, but particularly because I was re-listening to my past four episodes and I felt like there was something missing from them. I know, the topics that I talk about can be dry sometimes, but I felt like I was drifting away because I feel like it became a routine for me and that I just needed to get content out. Yeah. Therefore, I think the intentions are blocked by the pressure of productivity. Speaking of taking things for granted, I derived my idea for this episode from this specific very important item that we see every single day of our adult life. Well, in my case, some parts of it is my inevitable perversion. I'll explain why to you later. Plus, I had to talk about something in conjunction to the new year. Initially, I had three other topics in mind which was boring to me. Because it has been done and there is nothing for me to research about. Literally, it's just me rereading to you. Would you rather that? And then, while getting my brains fried with information, magic happened. If you have to know, I'll tell you the other topics at the end of this show. I'm sure you two realize that as humans, we are often too focused trying to complete our private and professional life that we always find ourselves running out of time to execute tasks. There's never enough time as an adult. Let me just list down a couple of stuff that revolves around this very important item to remind you how you may have overlooked it in so many ways. So, deadlines revolve around it. Mark tears thrive on it. Businesses live and die on it. In old movies, sometimes shady sailors will have this hanging on their walls. You have made it as a photographer if you are featured in one of this. Husbands and wives fight over forgetting stuff on this. You fucking flip this on a new year. Okay, that was a giveaway. But any guesses? Fake drum rolls. Yes, the fucking calendar nobody gives a shit to ask how the calendar was created why was there 31 days everybody just uses it but this woman this woman cares you're claiming credits everyone don't care okay maybe some of you know maybe i'm just dumb but please just let me win thanks now rewind I mentioned inevitable perversion because I like looking at the Pirelli calendar because it's aesthetics. I like pretty things. And most times, you will see tits on this calendar. And I am the kind of girl who would flip and tilt the calendar and go, ah, nice tits. If you've seen the works on this calendar, you know what tits I'm talking about. Which also explains shady sailors having nude calendars on their ship. <laughs> Try saying calendar and shady sailors for enough times in a podcast and you're bound to screw it up. Calendar, shady sailors. Calendar, shady sailors. Calendar, shady sailors. Calendar, shady seashells. Calendar, seashells. See, I can't see. That's a thing. Can't even do it. Guys, this is recorded proof that podcast actually improves your diction and pronunciation in speeches. I'm gonna be a rapper, guys. Goodbye. Okay, tits and shady sailors aside, my point is, do you know how important the works and miracles of a calendar is? Tits and shady sailors. Hence, it is the fall of the Pirelli calendar that began spiraling my brains into a series of questions and sparked my existential crisis once again, questioning my ignorance over the existence of various other calendars in other New Years other than the Gregorian calendar. Mm. Thanks. This is me inviting you to that spiraling party in my head that helped me make this baby. Do not know what I was perky for, but... <laughs> 
in episode 9, Aesthetics, How Flipping a New Can Motivate Your Year Calendars, join me as I answer my own questions of other existing calendars and New Year's, of why the world settled on the Gregorian calendar and why I think printed calendars would outlast the digital age. Speaking of that, I need to get a new visible printed calendar so I can be more productive. FYI, other than the Pirelli calendar, this all started when I was planning for the future of AA dossier and I was harmlessly looking at the present calendar. And then, my douchebag brains just went, Hmm, why does some months have 30 and 31 days? Hmm, who came up with the names of months? Why the fuck is there a leap year? <sighs> I am a woman and I love bringing romance to a degree but I do prefer to read facts as facts and not romanticize facts however <laughs> can't help it but reading about the origins of calendars made me feel rather romantic and spiritual because it was developed with respect to the equinoxes <laughs> so cute respect to the equinoxes what I mean when I say equinoxes, equinox means when the plane of Earth's equator passes through the center of the sun. However, get this, because the moon causes the motion of the Earth to vary from a perfect ellipse, the equinox is now officially defined by the sun's more regular ecliptic longitude rather than by its declination. Oof, scientific explanations. But you tell me, doesn't it sound romantic beyond a human comprehension? Putting the sun and moon together in a sense just awakens the poet and dreamer in me. There's just something sensual about stuff that you can't explain and no, I don't have daddy issues. Right, business. Let's begin the new year by diminishing ignorance, shall we? What most of us recognize as the new year, which is December 31st, is according to the Gregorian calendar. Now, the Gregorian calendar is named after Pope Gregory XIII, of course, in Roman numerals. He introduced the calendar in October 1582 in correction to the Julian calendar. And yes, I am referring to Julius Caesar. Before the Gregorian calendar, there was a Roman calendar and many others before it. Gregorian calendars aside, did you know that there are approximately Approximately 27 to 28 other existing calendars in the world. If I was to go through the whole list, it would take me an additional episode. However, I will list some of the religions or countries that has their own calendars and not celebrating the year 2019. Thailand. Officially, Thailand lives according to the Buddhist lunar calendar in which it is said that chronology starts from the moment Buddha reached Nirvana. It is 543 years ahead of the Gregorian calendar, which means they are celebrating the year 2562. Ethiopia. The Ethiopian calendar is 8 years behind the Gregorian calendar, which means it is the year 2012 there. The Ethiopian calendar is based on the ancient calendar of Alexandria. Israel. The Hebrew calendar is officially used in Israel together with the Gregorian calendar. The first day of the year, the Rosh Hashanah, can be only on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday. The Hebrew calendar takes its chronology from the very first new moon that took place on October 7, 3761 BC at 5 o'clock and 204 parts. The year is 5 <laughs> the year is 5779 there sorry wow shida you screwed up a year 
Pakistan. The Islamic calendar is used to determine the dates of religious holidays and as an official calendar in some Muslim countries, including mine, Singapore. That's how I know when fasting month and eight is. The chronology starts from Hijra, the date of Prophet Muhammad and the first Muslim's immigration to Medina, 622 AD. The beginning of a month is the day when the crescent moon first appears after the new moon. So, the year is 1414. North Korea. In North Korea, the year will be 108. The Juche calendar, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, has been used in North Korea since July 8, 1997, together with crisis birth chronology. The countdown date is 1912, the birth year of Kim Il-sung, the founder of North Korea and the eternal president of the country. His year of birth is the year one. When writing dates, both calendars are used. The Gregorian calendar year is written in parentheses next to the year according to the Juche calendar. Japan. In Japan, there are two existing chronologies, one that starts with crisis birth and the traditional one. The traditional one is based on the years of the Japanese emperor's reign. Every emperor gives gives his period a name, the motto of his reign. That kind of rhymes. <laughs> Starting from the year 1989, there has been an era of peace and tranquility and the throne belongs to Emperor Akihito. The previous era, Enlightened World, lasted for 64 years. In most official documents, two dates are used, one according to the Gregorian calendar and one according to the current era in Japan. So, I'm making your brains work a little bit here. Stay with me. With all these existing calendars, have you ever questioned yourself why or why did we settle on the Gregorian calendar as our daily go-to instead of, say, the Chinese calendar or the Hebrew calendar? Now, to answer that, kids, first you need to know that the Gregorian calendar is a refinement of the Roman calendar that Julius Caesar came out with. Secondly, grabs the concept that a year is not made up of exactly 365 days. Lies. <gasps> yep, gaps. According to an article in Vox.com, of course I'm taking the most easiest explanation of all, <laughs> the Earth rotates 365.24219 times during one full orbit of the Sun. And you're right, it means that our calendar has an extra of 6 hours every year. So, where does this extra hours go to, you ask? Leap years. So scientific. I'm starting to sound like Nicole Byer. Sorry guys. Whatever I'm going to say next is really important. You have to understand that leap years are really, really important because without them, our calendar would be disconnected from all the seasons. If that happens, after 700 years or so, Christmas would show up in the middle of summer and that would be completely... Chaos. Imagine that. That was the dilemma that Julius Caesar was dealing with that extra hours. You could already imagine that the Roman calendar had extra days tacked in February every now and again. It turned out to be an overcorrection and the average year now has 365.25 days in it. Just a shade off from 365.24219. By the 1570s, 
this quote-unquote small differences added up and the calendar was out of sync with the solar year for about 10 days. Therefore, in 1577, Pope Gregory XIII appointed a commission led by physician Aloysius Lilius and astronomer Christopher Clavius to solve this problem. I am not even going to try to explain the technical terms of how they solve it, so in short, they managed to change the length of the average year from 365.25 to 365.2425 days. Still not perfect, but it was closer enough. Notice how big of an impact that small change of numbers make. Gregory also moved the new year from March 25th, the Feast of Annunciation, to January 1st. Ta-da! There you have it. That's why we're using the Gregorian calendar for record keeping and everything else instead of other calendars. If I have to say Gregorian calendar one more time, I'll kill myself. Can you imagine that? The new year used to be on March 25th, right smack in the middle of the year. Oh, and the new year was also known as the Lady Day because it commemorates the visit of Archangel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary. Speaking of ladies, which is a perfect transition to my next point in our topic, still on calendars, but less on the functionality and more on the value of aesthetics on calendars. This underrated value of aesthetics is my answer to why I think paper calendars would survive tremendously during the digital age. Let's go back to how I talked about the periodic calendar. I mentioned that from time to time you might see perfect tits on it, remember? Or how sailors in movies would have nude calendars on their ship walls. Yeah, that visual self-explanation trumps all other aspects. Now, now, before you say men are pigs, everyone likes something visually pleasing. And I don't need to prove this because I am sure that everyone has gone through it before. It's as simple as the theory of having a fucked up day at work. And as you are commuting home, you watch a cute video of an adorable fat cat purring. Aww. That's calendar aesthetic win number one. So what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't kill to have something pretty on your wall if it spurs you on. You're not cheating behind your partner's back. Secondly, citing a really good point from a website called mmprint.com, the most advantageous capability of an electronic calendar includes the various forms of notification of upcoming events, cross-platform synchronicity, and other cloud-based functionality. For those who find reliance for this quote-unquote alarms, it can be a problem when these reminders fail. Although paper calendars cannot provide any reminders, users do not find themselves forgetting daily tasks very often because you are thinking through the pen by physically jotting them down. Subconsciously, this helps someone recall tasks that they physically publish on these paper calendars. And unlike electronic calendars, printed paper allows us to see the bigger picture of things. When Not only that, in an article from New York Times, Lean Suli, an analyst of the office supplies industry at a consumer research firm in New York, wrote in an email that, Personalization has helped make planners and appointment books popular. The consumer can customize a planner to fit his or her style with accessories, colors, and even color code events and activities. That's not something you can do on the standard phone calendar. In 2017, it is reported that calendar sales increased by 8% to 65 million in that time. That statistic is only from New York itself. Remember that it's not globally. So imagine the final number. Well, there you go. Double win for calendar aesthetic number two against digital age. Need I say more? Ah, I feel like 
like every time I do an episode, my brains just die. You know how people twitch on one eye? Just twitch, 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 twitch the whole way. I feel like that's how my brain is right now. I think it's kind of right. So, feel bad yet over how we take the calendar for granted? You're welcome. As promised. The other topics that I almost considered for this episode was... Hold on, let me just check my notebook for the flow. Yeah, that's my notebook that you're listening to. Um, yeah. Number one, I was about to go downtown on the history of Times Square Ball. Well, now y'all don't need it, but I have it at the back of my head. Number two, worst New Year's resolutions. Nah. Um, finally, this one actually made it true, but then again, you know, if I do it, it would feel like I'm just re-reading to you from somewhere. Um, it's a list of how do people celebrate New Year around the world. Hmm. Allow me to blow your brains out before you go. If you follow a.dossier on Instagram, there's this new thing that I do which is posting definition of words that I learn and find intriguing. I posted the word molybdomancy and what this means is it is a technique of divination which involves melting molten metal and dropping it in cold water. The metal will make a shape in the water when it cools. People then try to read the shape of the metal to tell them something about their future. The shapes are often interpreted not not only literally but also symbolically. Now get this, in Finland, they do this on New Year to tell their fortune. This doesn't sound that crazy to me because I'm Asian and I have heard stories of people doing black magic shit to win a lottery. But I hope it blew yours. Ooh, that was supposed to be me impersonating a ghost but that was a fail. <laughs> and with that, I thank all of you for taking the time to listen to me ramble about my new discoveries and being able to share it with you. Yay, you made it through another episode with me. ha. I hope you have a great weekend wherever you are and don't forget to follow A Dossier for updates on Instagram. The handle is at a.dossier. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Feel free to DM me or send an email to adossier at gmail.com on just about anything. I love you and until the next episode. Mwah.